Look, we go back, we get the stones before Thanos gets them. Thanos doesn't have the stones. Problem solved. Bingo. That's not how it works. Oh, that's what I heard. Wait, but who? Who told you that? Star Trek, Terminator, Time Cop, Time After Time. Quantum Leap, Wrinkle in Time, Somewhere in Time. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Basically any movie that deals with time travel. Die Hard? No, that's not one. <laughs> Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez back in the place to be. Anchor Time, E-Society Podcast. Uh, this episode is just going to be me. I'm going to roll solo like Han. And I am just going to be talking about some films that I love. Uh, the reason for this solo show is um, Brian and I from The Horror Returns, we did our um, uh, Time Cop episode the, uh, last night. And uh, it'll be out pretty soon. It'll be out soon, everyone, later on this week. But anyway, uh, got to, it got me thinking about uh, time travel films. Uh, if you guys have seen Time Cop, you already know. I won't go into that one. That would definitely be on this list, but... Uh, we talked about it on that, so when that's out, you guys can go check all that out. But anyway, I am going to run through a list of, of films that I really enjoy. Um, the, the order, I just wrote a list. This can be a, a list of 10. Uh, I just wrote a list. It's, it's no particular order on uh, which one is my favorite. Uh, maybe by the time I get to the end of this list, I'll uh, think of a favorite one. But anyway, uh, let's... Uh, take a trip back in time and i am going to start off with the 1960 film the time machine a man's vision of a utopian society is disillusioned when traveling forward into time reveals a dark and dangerous society this one is uh, awesome it was directed by george powell and it stars rod taylor alan young yvette who how do you say this last name minuex i don't know and a bunch of other people um, this one was definitely uh, worth watching. If you guys not have seen Time Machine, it's based on an H.G. Wells film. I really love it uh, for the time when it came out, as well as all the uh, practical effects that are in it. Uh, the Eloy, the the Minox, and I think they're, were they Minox? No, that's a uh, Minox is from Empire Strikes Back. Um... God dang it! Uh, you guys, one of you guys are probably screaming. What the 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 mon the? Uh, I want to say Morlocks. Does that sound right? I know Eloy were the people when he went way into the future. Um. God dang it! Someone's someone's screaming it, screaming it at me. But anyway, um, it's a definitely an awesome film. I love it. He just made made his own time machine because he was tired of of the way he was living. Rod Taylor's character. Uh, the way he was living or what was going on in his time, which was way back. I can't remember exactly when, but um, it, it was a good film for what it was. I mean, he made his own little time machine. For those of you that watch Big Bang Theory, they did buy, uh, I think it was a replica of uh, the time machine used in this film. And I, I really loved what was going on in it. Um, definitely uh, check that out. I believe I don't, it says it's uh, streaming on Prime, but I think you got to rent it for like two ninety nine. But it's definitely worth the price of admission. So definitely check that out if you guys have not seen uh, the 1960 Time Machine. There was a, uh, a remake that came out in, I want to say the 80s or 70s. Uh, but then there was another one with Guy Pierce that came out in uh, 2002. 
I have not seen that one in a long time. I think you can watch that one. Yeah, it says you can watch that 2002 version on Prime Video. So if you guys haven't seen that one, definitely check that one out. Uh, I didn't really care for it. But the other Time Machine one, I wanna, if it wasn't in the 70s, I want to say it was in the early 80s. It, it was a remake and everything. I didn't. I didn't like that one either. Eh, it was it was just mm, it didn't have those two remakes didn't have uh, what the 1961 had. So or 1960 version had. So but anyway, let's uh, roll on. I am going to roll to another one which came out in the 80s. And this is definitely one that I just love. And this is a 1981's Time Bandits. A young boy accidentally joins a band of time traveling dwarves as they jump from era to era looking for treasure to steal. Excuse me. Sorry about that. This is directed by Terry uh, Gillum. It stars Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, John Cleese, uh, Kathleen Hel- Helmoy. I think that's how you say name. And a bunch of other guys. Um, I, let me see, let me see what the uh, the uh, actually Time Bandits, uh, the little uh, the dwarf guys, uh, what their names were. Um, there was I want to say five of them. Uh, John Cleese, Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Hel- Helman, Helmond, I think that's her name. Uh, Ian Holm, uh, Michael Plain. Uh, let me see if I can. Oh, a David uh, David Warner. He's in this. Um, he's evil. Uh, we got the late and great uh, Kenny Baker. We got David Rappaport, Malcolm Dixon, Mike Edmonds, Jack Purvis, and Tiny Ross. And the um, the little time banners were Randall, Fidget, Stutter, uh, Strutter, uh, Ugg, Wally, and Vermin. Uh, it's it's an awesome film. Uh, what what was going on in this one is uh, there was a little boy. His name was Kevin. And he was uh, living in his time and somewhere in Europe. And then he just uh, his at this time in, in 19. What did I say it was 81. Well, it was probably filmed in 80. But anyway, in his time, uh, which was set of uh, 1980, um, he was he was just trying to he was fascinated with history. But his parents were more fascinated with the the modern gadgets of, of their era uh, uh, microwaves, fancy televisions, fancy refrigerators and shit like that. Anyway, so uh, he tries to talk to his parents, but there's so much uh, involved in all this, te- the new technology and everything. So he uh, he's, he's in his bed one night and all of a sudden he hears some noises and it's like things come like this horse comes crashing into uh, his um, his room. And that was one night. And then he he look, he kind of blinks around and closes his eyes and then it's gone. So he looks at this picture that he's got on the wall and it's a picture of a knight on a horse. So the next night he's kind of waiting around and, and waiting for everything to happen. But nothing happens. He falls asleep. Then all of a sudden he hears some noise and his closet opens up and out come these uh, the little guys, Randall and all those guys. Randall was the, the leader of the crew. And they were on the run because they stole a map from... I think it was like the ultimate being or something. I, I can't remember. And that the map was a map of time to where they can just, they said you can go anywhere in time. Uh, and there's all these time portals all over the, the, the universe, I guess. So what they were doing is they came up with the idea of taking that map and just jumping from time to time 
and stealing all kinds of stuff just to, to be to do it to, to have their riches so uh kevin gets uh hung up with them because while they're talking to him in his room he uh the ultimate being or whatever comes in and it says stop give me the map we return what you have stolen from me in this big uh hideous hideous looking face i mean it, it looks spooky in the film but the, the effects aren't the greatest but it was awesome so what they do is they find a, a time portal and then they all jump into it and then they um, end up in some other time so they do that throughout the film and it's it's just an amazing film. I mean, I'll, I'll end the, my uh, description of what it was right there. But it is definitely worth something checking out. Um, it says you can watch on HBO uh, streaming. So definitely check it out. I love this film. Uh, I saw it in the theater with a friend of the show, Mike's. Uh, all right. Let me go to another one. And this is Time Rider, The Adventure of Lyle Swan. This came out in 1982. Sci-fi action directed by William Deere. And this stars, uh, what the hell was his name? Fred Ward, uh, Belinda Bauer, Michael Nesmith, uh, Peter Coyote, and Ed Lauder. Michael Nesmith, I think that was, uh, uh, what's it, that is? That's the guy from The Monkees. Uh, check out The Monkees if you guys haven't seen that. Uh, awesome show. Good band, too. Oh, the music was composed by Michael Nesmith as well, as well as he he helped uh, write the screenplay. And I guess he's in the film. I don't remember. I need to rewatch this. But uh, motorcycle racer Lynn Swan, Fred Ward, is cruising through the Mexican desert when he is ac when he accidentally stumbles onto a time travel experiment and finds himself transformed back to the old west of the 1870s. There he encounters an attractive local winded, local woman, uh, Belinda Bauer, and a gang of criminals led by Porter Reese, Peter Coyote. Lyle's motorized bike is, is, uh, is impressive in the past until it runs out of gas. Now Lyle must rely on his wits to take care of business and return to his own time. Uh, this was a film that we just went and seen. We, we didn't have really have any idea what it was about. Other than what what was uh, said in the in the little TV spot that we saw, but uh, Lyle Swan, he's just a, a dirt bike racer. He's racing in this race. There's it's dirt bikes and, and cars and everything, and everyone's just hauling ass uh, out in the desert. But he gets um he gets kind of lost because he's got all this new little technology. Well, the new technology of 1980s, uh, the 19 early 1980s. Uh, he's got his cool little helmet where he can look in his visor and it's like a, a mic, not a microphone, to make you see far, a binocular type of thing where he can zoom in and out. Um, and he's got this little specialized motorcycle with special gas and everything. I don't know. Just, um, didn't really have nothing to do with the story, but that was his little gadgets and everything. So what he does, he's riding around and he's lost. I mean, his, uh, his crew is trying to tell him. Uh, which way to go but they really can't get a hold of him so he's looking around and he sees something and uh, there's these scientists that were testing um, uh, their time travel uh, equipment it's, uh, it would look like some little post type of thing so he rides over to it he's looking at it and then they, the, the, the scientists who are nowhere near the little uh, test area they started the, the countdown 
and they're looking at it and Swan is like, oh, okay, well, he's like, well, I don't know what this is. And I'm just, he's just trying to find his way back to the race. But as a time clock winds down to one right before, uh, he takes off, it gets to zero and then it shoots him back to the, uh, 19 or the 1870s. So, uh, in his eyes, he does not see anything. He doesn't see a flash. He he's, doesn't see all this crazy psychedelic stuff that some of these time travel films do. And he, it's just like nothing happens. But uh, it, we, the audience knows that he gets shot back somewhere in time and, and we're not sure where. So he just rides off. But then as he's riding off, uh, the, the, the camera pans back and you see that the little uh, things that he went to go see, the little posts, whatever they were, they disappear. So, because I guess they, the scientists said it to go in time for like a minute or two and then pull it back. So they're like, oh man. So they, they have, at, th- at this time, they, they saw him go in, but then they were hoping that when they brought their, their little time stuff back, he would still be there, but he wasn't. So they're like, oh no. So they were, the scientists were trying to figure out uh, how to go get him and bring him back. But that that's all that they we see of them. So as he's in time, he's riding around. He doesn't know where he is. He comes across, uh, I think it was a little Mexican guy that he, he kind of scared, a little old man. He kind of rolls up to him. On, there's a, this little guy just cooking his dinner out in the in the open range. And uh, he rides up. He like he hears something. The little old man hears something. He looks off in the darkness and he sees a, a headlight, which he doesn't know what it is. He just knows it's something spooky that shouldn't be there so he rides up to him and it's swan on his bike and he's like hey man how do you uh how do you get back to wherever wherever and that guy just has a heart attack and dies so uh swan still doesn't know uh that he is in the 1870s he still thinks he's in 19 in the 19 early 1980s so uh, he ends up hooking up with uh, some local town people that the the local woman uh, Belinda Bauer. Um, there's more to her story as well, I, which I won't get into because you got I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, I would say this is kind of an obscure film. Uh, when I bring it up to people, no one's ever heard of this film. Some of you listeners probably know have seen this film and you know what it is. Um, but definitely uh, check it out. Um, so he's back in the Wild West dealing with. Uh, he has no idea how he got there, first of all. So he knows nothing to the knowledge of time travel. So he's just trying to like, I don't know how I got here and I don't know what the hell's going on. So but um, it's really a good film for what it is. It's it's not very long. I think it's only like an hour and a half. But um, it, where does it say it is streaming? Uh, you can rent it on Amazon Prime for uh, right. Here. Well, I'm just reading what it says in my notes. It says five ninety nine. So definitely uh, check this film out. Uh, I really love it. It's probably one of my favorite Fred Ward films. Uh, probably right after um, the Adventures of Remo Williams. If you guys haven't seen that one, definitely check that one out. That one was cool as well. Plus, Fred Ward has been in a ton of things. But uh, this film always st- this film always stands out when I when I uh, talk about. Uh, uh, time travel films but all right let's get on to this next one this next one everyone knows what it is and everyone loves it there's oh, what six seven films in this i think i don't know but uh, i'm going back to 1984 to the original of where it all started and this is 1984's james cameron sci-fi classic action sci-fi classic the terminator 
A human soldier is sent from 2029 to 1984 to stop an almost uh, indestructible cyborg killing machine sent from the same year, which has been programmed to execute a young woman whose unborn son is the key to humanity's future salvation. Uh, we all know who's in this. Uh, the great Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Michael Bean, Paul Winfield. Um, uh, Bishop from Aliens. Uh, you guys are screaming his name. He was in uh, Pumpkinhead. Uh, God dang it. What was his name? I'm not going to be able to sleep in time. I could see his face and I know his name. He was in Near Dark uh, and uh, a bunch of other things. Lance Henriksen. Uh, yeah, all right. I know some one of you guys were screaming it at me, and it also stars uh, the the late and great Bill Paxton. Now he's only in it for like a minute in the beginning, but uh, the Terminator. You guys know what it is, and this movie is awesome. Uh, I saw it. Uh, I knew it was out. I didn't know what it was about, but we kind of just walked into it and sat down and just like, whoa, this was awesome. We missed the beginning. Oh. Uh, when did we oh we came in <clears throat> excuse me we came into the into the theater we went and seen something else but then uh we were doing the theater hopping and we walked in we came into this one we came in right when uh kyle reese was coming on into onto the onto the screen when he falls down naked in the alley and everything but i mean i don't need to go into what terminator is about you know what it is uh the i'll be back and all that crap but it's an amazing film and it is funny now, especially in 2020, when, when I talk about this film with friends, it's uh, streaming on uh, Prime Video, if you guys have that. Um, there is some people out there that have not seen this film. I mean, they know who Arnold is and everything, and they know what the Terminator is. They just, oh, I've never seen that. And I'm like, how can you go through life and not have seen uh, this film? I, I'm a movie buff. You guys know that. So, I mean, especially I'm a kid of the 80s. And uh, just loved watching Arnold Schwarzenegger films when I was a kid. And this was just one of my favorite ones. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite Arnold film, he's done so many, even up to now. Um, would it be The Terminator? I know a lot of people go to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which came out in, in 91. Um... Uh, I would probably say favorite Arnold film. Let me look at my library. Uh, I guess I would go with uh, Conan the Barbarian. I mean, I really love that one. I love the whole uh, the swords and sorcery type of thing and, and the blood and guts that was in that. It's, it's, it still holds up, I think. I mean, I love the, uh, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, Jason Momoa's Conan. Um... It was what it was. I love Jason Momoa. He's an awesome guy, but uh, it just didn't come close to what uh, uh, Arnold did in, in his film. But anyway, Terminator, definitely uh, check that out. Uh, but I'm sure all you guys have seen it. All right. This next one, this was a one that, that came out. I want to was it? Oh, yeah, it was uh, um, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, it was November 26 in 1986. And this is. The sci-fi adventure classic, time travel classic, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. 
Living in exile on the planet Vulcan, a raging former crew of the USS Enterprise steal a starship after receiving a planetary distress call from Earth. A space probe has entered into orbit around Earth, disabled global power and the planet, and evaporated the oceans. Uh, Captain Kirk, Spock, Nemo, uh, uh, and the rest of the, the officers travel back in time to retrieve now extinct humpback whales, which Spock is has induced. What the hell? I get lost. Spock has deduced that and will communicate with the probe to send it away from Earth. That does not make sense. Um... Well, Spock figured it out that uh, what uh, the um, when the, in the beginning of the film, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, but those of you who haven't, who have no idea what I mean, just don't want, like Star Trek and sci-fi films. But anyway, uh, this is the continuing voyages after Star Trek three, after they went and uh, found Spock and, and brought him to Vulcan and he kind of got his memory back with the uh, Vulcan mind meld thing. That he had with McCoy in the previous film. So Spock is back, uh, which was awesome because Star Trek 2 about broke me <laughs> when, when he died in that one. But it was cool to see. Anyway, uh, that was two movies ago. So they're uh, trying to get back to Earth and they know they're going to get in trouble because they stole the starship in uh, Star Trek 3 to go rescue Spock. And then they blew up the Enterprise in that one as well. And uh, they ended up stealing a Vulcan uh, warship. I can't remember exactly what it was. All I remember is it had a cloaking device. Uh, anyway, so they're trying to go back to Earth, but on their way back to Earth, they're getting this distress distress call. They're saying, hey, uh, don't come back to Earth. Uh, we don't know what's happening. There's some kind of alien probe that's uh, destroyed, that's going to destroy the Earth, and we don't know why. So they listen to the, uh, the, little, um, the little signal that this probe is sending uh, to Earth. So they're listening to it, and then Spock kind of comes, hey, I've heard this before. So he goes to his computer, and he starts playing all these sounds, and they're saying it kind of sounds, uh, it's like a communication to uh, the sounds of what uh, humpback whales make. Yeah, if you guys look up humpback whale noises. And uh, so they kind of figure, well, maybe they uh, they were trying to look for them. And they were saying, well, in, in the... The Kirk's time, I can't remember what year it was, uh, the um, humpback whales were extinct. So they're like, well, what are we going to do? And then Spock, well, let me let me think about it. Then he comes up the idea of time travel. And um, uh, Dr. McCoy is just like, what What the hell are you talking about? Time travel? I mean, that, that's like ludicrous and ludicrous speed and all that. Anyway, so he's like, all right, well, can it be done? And he goes, yeah. And Spock figured it out. If we do this and do this like whip behind the sun, it'll like slingshot us back in time and uh, figure out all the projections and everything on where to go. Because they said they had to go back to 1986. So I go, all right. So, uh they do it. Uh, they they whip around the earth. They slingshots them back in time. I mean, the effects in this for what it was in 1986, I thought it was amazing. And I still love this film. It's probably one of my favorite Star Trek films out of the original uh, the, the original crew as a series of films. Star Trek two being the Wrath of Khan being my number one film. But anyway, so that's what they, that's what they do. They go back to 1986 to find humpback whales. And you guys know the rest if you've seen the film. This is definitely one to check out if you haven't seen uh, any of the Star Trek films. But 
you kind of need to watch all of them <laughs> to get what's going on. I mean, dealing with the crew, it doesn't have the, the the time travel is only in this film. So, I mean, that's why I loved it. Uh, plus, they go back uh, to the, the 1986, uh, 1985 is when they filmed this, but to uh, my home area, the, the Bay Area. So it's cool. I mean, they're in San Francisco and, and they go to Alameda looking for the, the some uh, nuclear uh, stuff they needed for um, uh, for their spaceship, uh, some nuclear stuff. And it's it's cool. So why they're uh, the whole crew is spread out through uh, little parts of the Bay Area and from the, the East Bay and all that to get their ship fixed, figure out where these whales are and how they were going to get them back to whatever their year they came from. I know one of you Trekkies or Trekkers are screaming the, the time. I, I'm not a Trekkie or Trekker, so I don't know the timeline or what year it was. But I just love these films. I take them for what these films are. But anyway, uh, Star Trek for the Voyage Home, definitely uh, one to check out dealing with time travel. All right, I am going to roll on to uh, another film that I, I really loved. This one was was pretty awesome. I got I didn't see this in the theater or anything. I was hip to it by a friend of the show, Mike. He's also a film buff. And this is a film that came out in 1979, adventure drama sci-fi, and this is Time After Time. H.G. Wells pursues Jack the Ripper in the 20th century when the serial murderer uses the future writer's time machine to escape his time period. I have not seen this in a really long time. Um, I can't remember the uh, what they used to travel back in time. Um, this stars uh, the great Malcolm McDowell as H.G. Wells. David Warner is Dr. John Leslie Stevenson, a.k.a. Jack the Ripper. Uh, Mary Steenberg is in this and a bunch of other people. Uh, what I loved about this one is, like, again, I'm a kid from the Bay Area, uh, Oakland represent. Uh, they go to San Francisco uh, in this one, in this time travel film. And H.G. Uh, Wells is chasing Jack the Ripper. Uh, this is a pretty good film. Again, I have not seen this in a really long time, but when I think of time travel movies, this one also uh, pops up. It's only an uh, hour and 52 minutes. Uh, you can rent it on Amazon Prime for $2.99. Um, this this one's gonna be short because I, I I don't really remember much. I, the only part I remember is when H.G. Uh, Wells goes into McDonald's and orders uh, some food, and that it's it's really quick scene, but it's funny. Uh, I really I really loved it from what I I saw it when it came on TV. I, I fits on Blu-ray. I think I should pick it up. I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely have to look. But anyway, um, check out Time After Time. Uh, but uh, I'm sure it's other places. Like it's out there somewhere. Anyway. Uh, let's roll on to the next film that uh, I want to talk about. And let me go back to my list really quick because I forgot what I was doing. Anyway, okay. Uh, all right, here's another one. This one is, is awesome. I love this film. Um, this is the 1968 film Planet of the Apes, the original Planet of the Apes. An astronaut crew crash lands on a planet in a distant future where intelligent talking apes are dominant are the dominant species and humans are oppressed and enslaved. Oh, excuse me. Directed by Franklin J. Schaefer. This stars Charleston H Charlton Heston, Rodney McDowell, Kim Hunter, and Maurice Evans, and a bunch of other people. I love this film. I love the original Planet of the Apes um, series, all the films. There's Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. 
um, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Um, I think Conquest is my favorite one. Uh, I really love that one. I didn't really care for... Um, uh, what the hell's Beetlejuice director's name? Tim Burton. I didn't care for his Planet of the Apes. That was just... Uh, anyway, uh, the new Planet of the Apes. I did enjoy the first one. The second one was probably my favorite. That war for the Planet of the Apes. Ugh, ugh, I, there was no war in that film. Um, but uh, those are for the, the new generation. I, I do like those films. I do. I have all three of them. Um, I don't have the uh, Tim Burton one, which I'll probably get because I'm... I'm the completest of the show, so I'll have to have it just to have it on the wall. I don't know if I'd watch it, but um, that's me. Uh, but anyway, uh, Planet of the Apes. I really love this film. The the the, the time travel in this is uh, Charlton Heston and his crew. Um, I can't remember where they were going. I guess they were just doing a a space mission, but they go through some kind of um, uh, a little time portal in space that they they're not really sure on what it is but when they go through it it just shoots them uh into the future like just i don't know how many years into the future but and they end they end up crash landing uh on a planet they're they're unsure of but when they when they find when they get there and they find out uh there is life uh there there's water and everything there so they kind of they crash in this water they hike across the desert uh to some part of, of wherever they don't know where they're at with this well, I guess they're on the, well, I don't want to ruin it if you guys haven't seen this film, but anyway, so they, they find out, they find more, they find out where there's life, there's humans, but the humans are like, uh, like cavemen, they, they, they don't talk and they don't know what's going on, uh, but then this is when they find out uh, that uh, the apes are there and they're riding around on horses and they're shooting guns and they're talking so they're just like, where the hell are we? They're trying to figure it out. I remember right before they uh, they abandoned their ship because they crashed in some water. Um, Charlton Heston looked at the um, the the little the little meter read the time meter on the um, on the dashboard uh, of their spaceship, and I can't remember exactly what year they said they were, but they did realize that they are sometime in the future and they don't know where. So, and that's where the adventure begins with uh, Taylor. And uh, him meeting uh, um, Cornelius and Zira and Dr. Zayas and everyone else that's involved, ape-wise, that are involved. Um, but this is definitely a film that it's just amazing, especially for the time. Uh, the effects, um, mainly the, uh, the, the look of the apes. I mean, I thought it was just brilliant. I really love this film. And uh, I watch it from time to time. I have all of them on Blu-ray. And uh, if they do come out with 4Ks, I'm going to rebuy it. Uh, but anyway, definitely The Planet of the Apes, uh, the 1968 version. Definitely check that out. It's an amazing and awesome film. All right. Coming down to the last two films. There is a ton of time travel films. Uh, I'll, I'll read some of these when I get to the end. But this is one uh, that I just recently watched not too long ago. Uh, it came on one of these streaming channels or uh, regular uh, satellite channels. But this is a uh, 1980s, the final countdown. A modern aircraft carrier is thrown back to the time of 1941 near Hawaii, just hours before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, this is directed by John Taylor, stars Kirk Douglas, Martin Sheen, Catherine Ross and James Frentino. I think that's his name. Um, this film is awesome. I, I love it. 
Uh, there's uh, I can't remember the the name of the ship. I'm not familiar with. Uh, it's an aircraft carrier. Uh, okay, it's the USS Nimitz. Uh, this is the this, this I'm reading the poster. Um, let me see what it says. My, I don't have my glasses on, but uh, this is the USS Nimitz. Where the hell are we? Trapped outside the boundaries of time and space. 102 aircraft. Uh, 6,000 men all missing. I mean, that's why, because they, they don't know exactly what happened. Uh, the effects in this are cool, uh, especially in the early 80s, which they, they made this film in 1979. Um, they're out uh, in the ocean doing what they're doing, and there's some kind of a storm coming, and they're really not sure what it is. I mean, the effects probably look stupid to some of you uh, younger listeners, but um, it was it was awesome for us in 1980. Um, but for, again, Mike, yeah, he, he's, he's one of the East society. If you guys already know that he is always, he got to see this, you got to see this. So, uh, I, I went and seen it and, um, I had totally forgotten this film, uh, uh, everything in it. So watching it again, when it was on TV, um, it was cool, man. I liked what they did anyway. So they see this uh, big thing, like a storm looking and crazy, and they're like lights and all that. And they're like, what the hell is this thing? Like, well, I don't know, but we're going right through it. So I ended up going through it and it just kind of does this. I don't know if it was making everyone's head hurt or whatever, but going through that little time, they don't know what it was, but that we know the audience knows it's a time portal. So the aircraft carrier goes through it and then they're like, well, where are we? I mean, they go, I don't know. But then they come across some uh, some Japanese zeros and they're like, well, what the hell is that? And they uh, they shoot one down. The um, they launch uh, some of their jets. I, I don't know what kind of jets these were. But um, and they're like they they're kind of having a dogfight with them and they knock one down. They they pull the uh, the uh, the Japanese pilot out and they bring it on and they really no one can speak Japanese. Luckily, there is a Japanese uh, um, a Navy guy on the ship. So he goes up and he kind of he translate for them, telling them that well, where are you guys t- take me here? What are you guys doing um, and all this? And then they kind of Martin Sheen was the one that kind of figures out that. Uh, whatever we went through must have sent us back in time because we're in 1941 and they were listening to like the radio and they were getting um, uh, uh, radio stations from Hawaii. And and they were like, yeah, we're somewhere uh, close to there. And from what we understand, this is this is the time that they're going to bomb Pearl Harbor because uh, they start uh, saying stuff to the Japanese and it's basically the the plan of what the ja- the the Japanese did on their their plan to attack Pearl Harbor. Um, they only know this because it's seventy nine, and uh, it's all in in the history books and everything that's being taught. So the Japanese guys like, how the hell do you know all that? And and they're just like, well, we we have the technology and the the firepower to prevent. Uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor, but then they're going. We can't stop. We we can't get involved, and because it's going to alter time and and everything. He goes. We just got to let it play out. There's nothing we can do, and I don't know. That's that's something hard. Like what what if you could go back in time to stop something like that? Would you stop it? Like would you? Could you? If you had that technology and the firepower to stop the Japanese from bombing Pearl Harbor, would you do that? I know a lot of people go, hell yeah, I would. But then you realize you're going to mess up 
Uh, I'm just my time travel knowledge is movies and books and comic books and everything. So but yeah, many of these films say if you alter the past, you will uh, or you mess with the past, you're going to alter what's going to happen in the future. Like, will you be born or something? I don't know. I mean, that's just my knowledge uh, of time travel in films. So they're kind of like they're all arguing, man, we should we should do it. We should do it. We should do it. And then Martin seems like I do that. If we do that, it's going to mess up all kinds of stuff. So they kind of just bite the bullet and, and just let it happen. It sucks, but they they do it. I know I ruined the whole movie for you guys, but definitely check it out. Uh, it is an amazing film. Uh, I love it. Um, all right. Let me, man, why are people texting me when I get, uh, when I start doing this shit? All right. Um, on to the, the final film that, uh, I am going to pick. Um, I am on IMDb's and this is a, a list of 50, uh, of all time, best favorite time travel films. I am going to run down a list and pick, a t uh, my 10th one out of this list. Um, I'm, I assume this is uh, their or their best. They're, they already talked about this one. The Time Machine. Then they go back to the future. The Terminator. Terminator 2. Time After Time. Donnie Darko. Planet of the Apes. Geez, I already got some of mine on this list. Uh, Groundhog Day. Run, Lola, Run. <sighs> Was that about time travel? I, I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't even remember. Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. I don't think I've seen that one. This film came out in 2012. Uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, I love that film. Uh, 2016. Arrival. I have not seen that. I have it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I know a lot of people uh, like it. Here's another one. Uh, Premiere. Came out in 2004. Uh, I hear good things. I haven't seen this one. Interstellar. Uh, the Zisu and I are going to talk about that one as well. I do. I seen it. I couldn't even tell you what happened in that film. Uh, this is an awesome one. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Uh, I love that one. I didn't see the TV show, but the movie with uh, Bruce Willis and um, Brad Pitt and all those guys. That's a good movie. Uh, anime. I don't know what that is. Uh, Frequency. Um, yes, that one was really good with Dennis Quaid. And uh, I can't remember who else was in this, but that one was cool. I, I liked uh, what was going on in that film. Time Crimes. I never heard of that one. Deja Vu. I seen that once, but I don't really remember. Uh, X-Men, Days of Future Past. Uh, I did like that one. That one was pretty good. Uh, Pleasantville, I saw it once. I don't really remember much about it. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, this movie was badass. I liked that one with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, and Brendan Gleeson, I believe. Uh, that one was an awesome film. You guys haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment with uh, Michael Pere. Uh, that one came out in 84. I really love that film. Um, I guess I could have put it on my list. Uh, let me just read what it's about really quick. Uh, a United States Navy destroyer escort uh, participates in a Navy invinci invincibility experiment that is inadvertently sends two sailors 40 years into the future. Um, I need to rewatch this again, and uh, I, I would tell you guys more about it. But yeah, if you guys haven't seen uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, definitely check that one out. About Time, I never seen that one. It looked like a love story, so I didn't see it. This next one as well, The Time Traveler's Wife, have not seen that one. Oh, here is uh, here is one that I didn't talk about. I think it was on my list. Let me see. Uh, okay, it was, but I, I didn't talk about it. So, um... Um, this is a film that I saw. I didn't see it in the theater, but it came out in 1980. I saw, I, I just picked up the Blu-ray not too long ago. I saw this on Showtime, I believe. 
Uh, and this is a drama fantasy romance film. This is Somewhere in Time. A Chicago playwright uses self-hypnosis to travel back in time to meet the actress whose vintage portrait hangs in a grand hotel. Um, This stars the late and great uh, Man of Steel, the only Man of Steel in in my eyes and my heart, Christopher Reeve, uh, the beautiful Jane Seymour, Christopher Plummer, and a bunch of other people. All right, this one was awesome. And it's, it's, it's a really good film if you guys haven't seen this. Uh, I think you can rent it on Prime. Anyway, uh, Christopher Reeve is a playwright. This is all in the beginning. Uh, some older lady comes up to him during one of uh, after one of his performances, and she comes up to him and, and like and she she hands him something. I can't remember what it was, but then she goes, "Come back to me," and he's like, "What?" And he he has no idea. He's puzzled on what uh, who this lady is and why she said what she said to him. So he's kind of just like more intrigued on, well, I need to find out more about this lady. Because then when he goes looking for the lady, he finds out that she just passed away. So he knows her name and everything. So he's doing research. He finds out things about her. And then he's like, um, how how do I, I don't know why how he came up with the idea of time travel. But I, I need to rewatch this film again. But anyway, he's a, he's able to. He learns how to do some uh, self-hypnosis type of thing because uh, he goes to the hotel where uh, supposedly he knew her and where she was. So he goes there and then he just does his uh, self-hypnosis type of thing and he shoots back to whatever the time period uh, she was in. Um, let me see if it says what it was. Um I guess I should look up uh, more. Um, uh, sorry about this, everyone. I should have had this already pulled up. Uh, okay. Trusty Wikipedia and slow computer. Sorry, everyone. Um, you guys know how professional I am uh, when it comes to the internet up here because where I live, internet sucks. But all right. Uh Okay, it says 1972 uh, of when his time was. In 1972, theater student Richard Collier celebrates the debut of his new play. During a celebration, an elderly woman places a pocket watch in his hand and, and pleads, come back to me. Uh, Richard does not recognize the woman who returns to her own residence and then dies in her sleep that same night. Okay, so he's trying to figure everything out. He Okay, he goes back. He travels back in time to 1912. Uh, where he meets Jane Seymour's character. Her name is Elise. And then uh, just trying to figure out uh, what what was going on and everything. So uh, that's where they meet. And then uh, they fall in love. And I'm going to end it right there because more happens in this film. Um, this is it's awesome. Uh, I guess it's based on a novel, uh, a novel, a novel, uh, Bid Time Return, uh, something uh, by Richard Math or written by Richard Matheson. Uh, I saw this film, like I said, the first time I'd seen it was on uh, Showtime and uh, it was an awesome film. Uh, I really loved it. So definitely uh, check out Somewhere in Time uh, if it's streaming other places or places for you guys to watch them. Dang it. I lost my uh, my spot. OK, here it is. Um, it, yeah, again, it's an awesome film. It's it's really 
um, it's more of a love story and everything. But uh, man, I'm 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 a softy for love stories, so definitely uh, check that out. Uh, I love the whole uh, time travel angle in it. All right, I got I need to pick one more film for you. Um, Hot Tub Time Machine, that's an awesome film. Uh, Looper, uh, Vizisu loves it. Eh, it was all right. Um, 13 Going on 30, I did like that one with uh, Jennifer Gardner. That was a cool film. Uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, that was good. Uh, the, okay, let me see. What else, what else, what else? Free Jack. Um, that one was all right. The Butterfly Effect, that one was cool, but I don't know if it was more of a time thing it might have been uh, army of darkness definitely a true classic uh, 1992 because he goes way way back in time it says transported to 1300 ad uh from uh from the what happens in uh, evil dead 2 definitely check all those films out they're awesome uh, as well as the remake that was definitely okay here's one my final one i think is i think this is my it's either it's either my 10th or my 11th i don't know but anyway um this one came out in 1989 to end the 80s and this is an amazing film uh we just got the third film in 2020 and i am going to where it all started and this is bill and ted's excellent adventure adventure comedy and it says music uh, two seemingly dumb teens set off on a quest to prepare uh, the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine well, time phone booth. Um, I don't need to explain what Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure it is. You know what it is. It's an amazing film that like a, the, the, the latest film, Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music is an awesome film. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is cool uh, as well. But this one, I loved it. I think at this time I knew who Keanu Reeves was because I'd seen him in other things. But uh, uh, Alex Winter. I think the only thing I had seen him in uh, up to this point, uh, other than this film, was The Lost Boys. Uh, he was in that film. He was one of the vampires, one of David's crews. But this film is amazing. I loved it. It's it's awesome. Uh, the The effects of the late '80s uh, was was sweet and everything. I mean, I you guys know what Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is. How they're uh, trying, if they don't get an A in their final exam, uh, they're going to be, I know, was it Ted's going to go off to military school? And I guess uh, Bill is just going to repeat uh, uh, whatever grade over again. I don't remember what grade they were in, but it was an amazing film. I really loved it. I loved how they were just traveling all over time, picking up all these historical figures to bring them back to help them with their presentation. And that's pretty much the film. So, but awesome, awesome film. It was definitely an excellent adventure and an, ooh, excuse me, and an excellent film. Um, that's going to be it, everyone, right now, because I'm looking at the clock and I need to get to work. So um, definitely check out all these films. Let me just run down what I, what I did have on my list. Uh, Time Bandits, Time Rider, The Terminator, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, Time After Time, The Time Machine, Somewhere in Time, Planet of the Apes, The Final Countdown, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and all some of the other films that I had mentioned. Um, definitely check all those films out if you have not seen them, but I'm sure a lot of you have seen most of these films. But if you haven't, if I have to pick one out of my list uh, for you guys to 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 seek out and watch i would say it would be time rider uh, i really love that film i'm gonna have to i know i have it on dvd somewhere but i need to dig in 
my millions of crates of DVDs that um, I'm trying to switch over into Blu-ray. Um, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, whatever. If you guys are listening, please put out Time Rider uh, on Blu-ray. Um, I don't know if it is on Blu-ray. I guess I can look and see, but um, I think if it is on Blu-ray, I would have it. Um, let me see. Uh, Time Rider. Uh, well, I guess it was on Blu-ray. Jeez, I must. I'm not paying this price. A hundred dollars, hundred thirty dollars. You guys are smoking. Um, I guess I must have missed it when it was out on Blu-ray. Cause, wait, thirty dollars. Um, hmm. I guess I can pay thirty dollars, but I'm not paying a hundred and thirty dollars. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look and see uh, about this. Um, I definitely want to have this on, on Blu-ray now that I know that it was out. It must be out of print if it's going for all these crazy high prices. But I'm um, all right. That'll that'll be my mission to seek that out. Uh, my mission for you guys is to find Time Rider and watch it, as well as any of these other films uh, on my list that you guys haven't seen. So, but all right, everyone, that is going to be it. This episode, the Zisu and I will be back with uh, something or other. I think he's got an NBA check in uh, coming. I got another Blu-ray update that's that I'll, I'll put out hopefully within the next day or so, because I do have a, a nice stack that came in the mail. But all right, everyone, thank you for listening so much, uh, listening to everything here on on our E-Society anchor feed. Shoot on over to the Skater Podcast Network. Uh, our Podbean hub, as well as Apple Podcasts and all the other places you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are there. Just search E-Society or Magnus Podcast and you'll find it all. Uh, for this, uh, for our anchor feed, for those of you that are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you want to hear more, um, just search E-Society and it'll pop up in everything. Because I know we're in uh, multiple places on the um, uh, during our during our anchor feed. I should always have this all pulled up, but I never do. You guys know how I roll. Uh, distribution. All right. Uh, for here in our anchor feed, if you got, I'm sure you're already hearing this wherever you're hearing it from. But anyway, uh, majority of you all listen. I see the statistics. You, most of you listen to it on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Uh, please rate and review us. Uh, let us know how we're doing. If you love us, if we suck, I don't know anything. If you're telling us we suck, please give us five stars before you say how why we suck. Um, well, me anyway. The ZC, he's awesome. I love him. Uh, anyway, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, as well as uh, iHeartRadio, their app for podcasts. Uh, for the Skater Nest Podcast Network, you can hear us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Breaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, as uh, well as uh, iHeartRadio. Okay, everybody, now I'm just rambling. I got to get out of here. Um, I got to be on the road like in the next two or three minutes, and I'm still in my jambos. But anyway, uh, that's how it goes. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Do come back and listen to more that we got for you. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We love you, too. Go back and listen to everything else we got on here. And then shoot on over to Skater Nets Podcast Network and listen to all that over there. We got hundreds of episodes of this and that and yeah so all right everyone you guys all rock i love you or we love you thank you so much for listening and uh we will be back so until next time party on be safe wear your masks social distance and yes peace peace